the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. There's nowhere I'd rather be. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hump day! Oh, and what a hump day it is, babies. We rolling over the hump tonight. Hopefully those in Florida have made it over the hump from the worst that was Hurricane Adelia. We're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, we got to get over the hump with some economic news. Wednesdays means find a financial thought doctor who will be with us later on in the show. Boy, we're still trying to get over the hump of what happened in Maui with the fires, and we've got some disturbing updates to give you guys on that story. So much to get into tonight, and of course, we always want you to be a part of the show, whether you're calling in live, whether you're emailing me, uh, listening to the podcast, sharing the show. Uh, we really appreciate you so much. Our live call-in number is 888-344-1170, 888 1170. Tucker Carlson made a really shocking, frightening, scary prediction about former President Trump. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Boy, do we have a lot to get into. And we have quite the big announcement to make here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. And I'm not going to tell you when, and I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but you got to stay listening to the show if you want to know what's happening out there. 888-344-1170 is our live call-in number. If you want to email me, it's andreakshow.com. And the man who gets me over the hump on Wednesdays and every other day of the week is none other than DJ Potato Skins. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Lots to get to. We, do you want to get to the big announcement? Or I have nothing to, to announce. That? Well, we're going to save our announcement on the AK show till a little bit later. Um, let's get into an update on Hurricane Adelia. It hit, it landed in Florida this morning, I believe, as a category. I think it at one point was like bumping up to a four, somewhere around a three or a four. That's devastating, whether it's technically a four or not. This thing left quite the storm surge in Florida. Thousands of people uh, without power, streets looking like rivers. And I will tell you, I may not be supporting uh, Governor Ron DeSantis for the presidential primary going into 2024, but the man is phenomenal when it comes to being a governor and dealing with a state emergency response. And I know this because the comparison between him and that big state of Florida 
and the way things were handled in Katrina, there is absolutely no doubt he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, I have family down there that was in the eye of the, not in the eye, but yeah, on the path of the hurricane. And they've been without power today, but they got a backup generator like many people do in Louisiana. Uh, my cousin has some bourbon in her fur babies, and she says she's all good down in Florida, but many people aren't tonight. And so we want to lift them up in our prayers. We want to continue to, to pray for those down there that are going to be continuing to try to get over what's happened to them for a long time to come. Where Governor DeSantis has fallen short, and even the legacy media is beginning to talk about the story, is that the insurance uh, industry in Florida has collapsed. And it's getting to where... And I know going back, and this isn't really anything new, because I know after hurricanes that took place, they hit the panhandle and along the Gulf Coast, um, it, that like Destin for Walton Beach and down uh, by that way, that years ago, friends of mine were not able to get condos down there insured. And it's at a crisis point in the state of Florida. And quite frankly, this is this has been a crisis that Ron DeSantis really hasn't done anything about. And when you look at these videos of his response to these hurricanes is phenomenal. Last year when Ian hit, he had the road, the the bridge, I think, that connected out to Sanibel Island. That thing was reconstructed in like three days. But when when you've got a crisis brewing financially where people aren't able to insure their homes or the insurance companies are broke and can't pay out when somebody's got a replacement value policy, that's a different crisis of its own that's going on down there in Florida. So there are many people that argue that if you're living in a uh in in a high risk area that it should be on you well if you've got an insurance company that said we're going to write you a policy and we're going to take your money and we're going to protect you in the event that there is a catastrophe then they need to be able to pony up and i'm not an expert on the insurance industry down there but that's something we're going to keep our eyes on we're going to continue to look at um the, something kind of funny happened. I, there was a few a, a few years ago. I don't even remember when it was. It might have been after a hurricane coming up by way of New Orleans. I don't remember. But there was an NBC reporter who was trying to hype it. And she's standing in the water. And the way they've got the camera is it it made it look like she was practically waist deep in water. And oh, oh now I know what it was. She was in like a John boat. She was in a flat John boat trying to pretend like she's rowing. And so people come walking behind her. Her, and they're like in ankle deep water. <laughs> I think it was on the Today Show. There was actually something similar that happened uh, today. Skins found um, this clip of some Tampa residents floating in down the river in like a floaty, like you would see in a pool uh, behind the CNN reporter. Skins play clip five. So uh, we're going to step away from this uh, this the, the 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 seriousness of this storm for just one second. You got to bear with me because. This is something you don't see every day. Guys, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Literally, we are, this is a very new way to beat rush hour traffic on Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa. These guys are kayaking down this major thoroughfare, Tampa over my shoulder here. I mean, look at that. I don't want to minimize the serious <laughs> nature of this storm, but this is what people are dealing with. 
Well, yeah. I mean, they were in this big camouflage duck thing, and it was actually, it was a lighthearted moment. Actually, when he started his live shot, he was in, like, waist-deep water, and he was about to try to hype it uh, when he sees them in this camouflage duck. So it was actually, it was actually a lighthearted moment in a very serious situation. Um, I, I, I'm waiting for Joe Biden to show up down in Florida and actually speak to the to the residents down there that have lost everything. So far, at least the death count is at two uh, due to car accidents. It remains to be seen if there's any other loss of life due to flooding. But if there is, you can count on Joe Biden to go down there and talk to the victims' families and say, yeah, he once had a clogged toilet in his house and knows exactly what they're going through. Um. Of course, I'm making fun of him as well. I don't think he can be shamed. I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think he's mockable. I started to say, you know, he's, he's been shamed a lot for his comments in Maui, but I, and the guy doesn't have a soul. He has no conscience. He can't be shamed. Right now, let's give an update about what's happening because all eyes have been on Adelia. And one of the reasons why all eyes have been on Adelia, and I just lifted up my prayers, a lot of people are going to be suffering in major ways, particularly economically as a result of Adelia. But what the perfect way for the legacy media and big tech and all the mouthpieces for the communists and the Democrat Party to turn everybody's attention away from the tragedy that has gone down in Maui that continues to this day. Right now, they have completed their search, the local authorities, and it has been weeks at this point. Quite frankly, I'm not sure what's taken them so long to go through and try to look for survivors. I think we knew we had a better picture after 9-11 within a couple of days as to who was missing, right? And that's been part of the cover-up. And that's what this is, is this has been a cover-up of what's happened in Maui because this has been a colossal failure of local and federal government far beyond anything that we saw down in Katrina. Right now, they're still going to have the death count of somewhere around 100. But yet, according to the Hawaii State Department of Education, there's over 2,200 public school children from Lahaina still unaccounted for. You think about that number, 2,200 school children from Lahaina, unaccounted for, according to the Hawaii State Department of Education. No wonder they want to be talking about Adelia tonight. The FEMA administrator had this to say today on the heels of her Adelia uh, press conference, she had this to say today about Maui wildfire victims. Skins, please play clip two. The critical needs assistance that was provided to those in Maui, $700 in payments to individuals there, given the cost of living in Hawaii, specifically in the Lahaina community. Is anything being done right now? Are there considerations or efforts being made to try to raise that cap, that $700 figure for those who are there? Yeah, the $700 figure of critical needs assistance is really just that amount of funding for some of the very immediate needs um, that individuals have. Uh, every year, the, the main part of our assistance, which is our individual and household program, adjusts annually based on inflation. This year, it's $41,000 of a cap that individuals can get. Uh, that will get raised after the um, fiscal year. I, I don't know what that number is yet, but we do adjust that main portion of the funding that goes to individuals annually based on inflation. 
I don't know. Is she referring to a SNAP program? Why is this universal income they've got going on over there? So basically what she's saying is we're already giving these people money. We're just going to increase a little bit because of, I guess, the, you know, inflation, i.e. Uh, fires that that uh, come and destroy your business and your home because the electric grid, they've been putting all their money into solar and they've ignored their power grid and the electric company didn't bother to shut it down in spite of super high winds and less the power lines hot, uh, in spite of the fact that the water dude, you know, worships water and didn't want to put any water on it, in spite of the fact that there's there's been reports that I didn't even realize this until today, that the fire department never had hoses open. They were just, there was never any water put on this by the fire department or by anybody else. In spite of the fact that there were no sirens, no warnings. We're not going to give any more money, but yet $200 million dollars? On the heels of Maui, a $200 million additional dollars going to Ukraine. Here's what a Lahaina resident had to say about this yesterday. Skins, do we still have that clip? That money was all burnt in my house. I have no money anymore. I think Joe Biden should take his $700 and get back on the plane and go home. That's what I think. Because $700 compared to all the millions he's giving to Ukraine. Why? We need it. That's why we don't understand why. We're citizens and we cannot get money. But if they're not citizens, they get gazillions of dollars from the USA. Where, where are, where's our government? Fix your house before you fix somebody. Yeah. Fix your house before you go and fix somebody else's. But you know what? These government failures, I saw Charlie Kirk talking today about how, uh, you know, our government can't do this and our government can't do that. And, you know, the most basic functions of government don't exist. It, it's, it's by design. It's by design. This is not about incompetence. We've got to make sure that we're not framing it that way. We're not, the, the border is not secured because of incompetence. They welded the doors open at the border. What happened in Maui was not incompetence. They don't give a crap. That was intentional to not unleash the water. It was intentional to not turn on the sirens. It was intentional that the government didn't release any of the military uh, you know, uh, tools and, and things available to them to go and get people out of the waters. How does somebody die of hypothermia in the warm waters of Hawaii when we've got military assets all over the place in Honolulu? What, we've got like seven military installations in Honolulu and none of them were unleashed to go and get people out of the water? It's outrageous. It's not about incompetence. It's about a choice. And one of the reasons why is because the residents of Hawaii have voted for this far-left government. They have voted to put themselves at the vulnerable state of depending on the government, and they're being treated accordingly. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We've got a, a brilliant audio clip from John Voigt that everybody needs to hear today that's going to correctly uh, state what the state is of our nation. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. You know, I, I try... Um, you longtime Andrea K show listeners and uh, friends of mine who've been friends of mine for a long time on Facebook may remember a good friend of mine named Peggy Costian. 
she actually was an old uh, journalist. She, and when I mean old, I mean like old time, real old school journalist. And she actually, one of her articles, she worked at Washington Post and one of her articles about Watergate was above the fold at a time um, back when we had real journalists in this country. And she always called me a happy warrior. And, you know, I try to be a happy warrior I, because, I, you know, I remember ultimately the who's in control here. But when you look at the state of this country right now and what's going on where our government has, you know, is is lying and covering up the deaths of thousands of children in a wildfire in Hawaii, the open borders, the $30 trillion in debt. the And by the way, with the open borders where they know they're just flat out open the doors and welcoming in uh, terrorists from ISIS and, uh, you know, uh, child sex traffickers, you, you know, uh, the mutilation of children going on in this country, uh, it, the the crime wave that's happening. It, it's, it's, it, it is, it, it, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to blow smoke. I'm not, I can't gaslight. I can't say that there's anything good. I'm not going to be one of these uh, Pollyanna, you know, conservative, you know, people in media. Yeah. You know, things are so great. Trump's going to take back the white house in 2024 and everything's going to be roses. We got, we're in a war. We're in a war for the soul of this country. And John Voigt said, he did a video today that was so powerful. I don't know how old he is, but this man is, is, he is not giving up. He's not retired somewhere on an island, on a beach somewhere. He's still fighting for this country. And here's what he said today. Skins, please play clip six. What have we become but a nation of destructive behavior? This is now a war, a war against all of us. The Biden administration is a corrupt mob and the Obama administration fuels the cycle. Let me warn you all that this corrupt behavior against President Trump is the most disgusting scheme to try and keep him down. And this is a horror. This system now allows criminals to steal from department stores. And all they say is to watch and not do anything. And this is okay to sit and allow these these monsters to destroy hardworking designers and retailers. My God, my fellow Americans, this is a civil war. It is a civil war. And the crime in the streets is just one example. But this anarchy in the streets, uh, the Nordstrom department stores officially closed in San Francisco, this anarchy in the streets this the the insane amount of shootings and killings in Chicago and all over this country uh, is being fostered by the left for a reason. They don't give a crap. You know, we had Larry Elder on last night uh, giving the truth about the stats going on in this country with the crime wave and the number of white pe- people being killed by black people in this country. We we didn't even get into to the uh, the truth about the cop killings. We didn't even get into the hate crimes against uh, Asians in this country and the real and, and against Jewish citizens in this country. But the crimes going on, the police brutality going on by the FBI and the Department of Justice against the citizens in this country, simply because of a political opinion that we have, should chill every American to the bones. And Trump is refusing to go away. I've been getting text messages from people today, friends of mine saying, well, you know, what what are they going to do next if if they can't keep Trump, you know, uh, off the ballot? What's the next thing going to be? Well, um, Tucker Carlson had a prediction of where this is going. Skins, please play clip three. Begin 
with criticism. Then you go to protest. Then you go to impeachment. Now you go to indictment and, and none of them work. What's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously. And no one will say that. But I don't I don't know how you can't reach that conclusion. Yeah. In fact, people are open about it on Twitter. They have been open about it for years since Trump came down the escalator. How many, how many music videos? We had a play in New York City depicting the assassination of Donald Trump. Kathy Griffin holding up a decapitated head. Madonna standing outside with the women's rally. I have fantasies about blowing up the White House. This has been an ongoing theme. They're just mad somebody hasn't done it yet. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm shocked that it hasn't occurred already. And let me tell you, there's, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they're hoping somebody's going to do it because that's, because when you are in a country that is this hell bent on communism, what has happened under communism? A hundred to 200 million people killed. Look how many people were killed under the guise of our public health and COVID. And let me tell you, Americans were flat out killed. They were killed by denying being denied hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Among other treatments, they were killed with ventilators, killed with remdesivir, killed, killed with poisonous jabs that are killing people slowly. If not immediately, I got I got an email from a friend of mine, listener of the show, who was in Kauai last week, who I think he was talking to a cab driver who said, yeah, he, this cab driver said they were pretty sure a family member had been killed immediately by the jab. It might have been a booster. So, yeah, because it's all about power. Remember when Obama said that the Benghazi four were just bumps in the road? He meant it. He meant it. You think they're going to stop at Trump? There was supposed to be sentencing today with the Proud Boys from January 6th. One of the things that was shocking to me this morning when I saw that there was sentencing was that they were going to give the Jan 6 victims a chance to speak. And I thought, what? Jan 6 victims? Ashley Babbitt's widower is not going to come and speak against the Proud Boys members. Hmm. Rosalind Boylan's family? They're going to come speak after she was beaten to death by cops. It wasn't Proud Boy members that beat her to death. Huh. Who were these so-called Jan 6 victims that were going to come and speak? And since when, in a case like this, do we have victim impact statements? What did the Proud Boys members do? In the case of Real, R-E-H-L, he committed no violent crimes on January 6. He walked through the Capitol building for a few minutes, took a selfie in the building, and then left the Capitol grounds. He's looking at 30 years. 30 years. Remember the code pink ladies? Remember the women uh, rushing and, and beating down, the it, it beating their way into the Kavanaugh hearings? None of them faced any charges. And this guy, Real, Rail or whatever his name is, 37 year, he's a 37-year-old Marine Corps veteran. This is what they're doing to him. And then the prosecutors came out and said they actually want now extra, extra years because he did an interview with the Gateway Pundit after he was found guilty, did an interview with the Gateway Pundit in which he said, and, and you can read in the sentencing report, that he dared to say that this trial is the kind of thing that would happen in a communist country. So now... They're wanting to add on years, not because of an action that he took, but because of 
something he said, words that came out of his mouth. This is where we're at in this country. And let me tell you, it's a war. And what's our Republican side doing? Our Senate minority leader is stroking out all over the place. That's what we got representing us. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Uh, well, before the break, we were talking about the fact, I agree with John Voight, we're in a civil war in this country. Uh, the problem is, is uh, the, the um, our brothers in arms, the people that are supposed to be on our side of this war, um, are either non-existent or they're kind of cognitively damaged or brain dead. We've got Mitch McConnell freezing again today. Play uh, Skins, please play clip one. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh, that's uh, <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. This is just not acceptable in this country. It's not acceptable that John Fetterman is, yeah, no. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Yeah, no, the problem was not his hearing. And this is not acceptable for this country. He's already got a lifetime pension, so g- getting him out of office at this point doesn't save us that money. But he, there's absolutely why. And why is the Republican Party keeping him? First of all, he shouldn't be in the seat. His wife Elaine Chow needs to tell him enough. Same thing with John Fetterman's wife. But the Republican Party should be telling him you're no longer leader. This is unacceptable. And no, I'm not sympathetic. I would be sympathetic, and I'm not. And I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to be made to feel as though, as a conservative, I've got to act all sympathetic towards somebody um, that is is we're lambs to slaughter because we're a representative government supposedly, and those representing us don't give a crap about us. Because if they did, he wouldn't still be in that position. Neither would John Fetterman. Neither would Diane Feinstein. Neither would Joe Biden. And to the people today trying to compare Trump because Trump is in his late 70s to this, nah, it ain't working. There are people in their 90s that are still cognitively okay, but Mitch McConnell ain't one of them. And he needs to go. There's a whole lot of people that need to go, a whole lot of people that need to be fired, a whole lot of people that need to be perp-walked. The FBI, the Department of, uh, uh, the FBI has told Jim Jordan uh, the FBI and the DOJ, that his subpoenas, he he subpoenaed the FBI officers that were working on the Hunter Biden um, uh, criminal case. And the FBI and the DOJ basically told them to pump sand. Said, you know, uh, and, and the reason is because even though the judiciary rule, House for uh, the House rules, as well as ju- uh, the rules for the Judiciary Committee, uh, do not allow for somebody who's been subpoenaed to come before and to bring their attorney. 
So the subpoenas went out to these FBI agents to come in and give their depositions. And the DOJ is saying, and the FBI is saying, no, they're not going to honor these subpoenas. Pump sand. So what are we going to do when, you know, the Republican Party is trying to play by all the rules um, and, and play by the laws, but the people who are guarding the laws and the people, the people who have all the information in order for somebody to be held accountable and to be prosecuted are hiding it? Well, what needs to happen is, first of all, we already have enough information. These endless, ridiculous investigations need to end. There's far enough evidence for criminal prosecutions, and there needs to be some attorney generals, some district attorneys, and some U.S. attorneys around this country willing to do just that. Donald Trump was being interviewed by Glenn Beck, and uh, there was a discussion about people being uh, locked up, and uh, here's what Trump had to say, clip eight. You said in in 2016, you know, uh, lock her up. And then when you became president, you said, we don't do that in America. That's just not the right thing to do. That's what they're doing. Do you regret not locking her up? And if you're president again, will you lock people up? Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, The answer is you have no choice because they're doing it to us. I always had such great respect for the office of the president, the presidency. And uh, but the office of the president and I never hit Biden as hard as I could have. And then I heard he was trying to indict me, and it was him that was doing it. You know, I don't think he's sharp enough to think about much, but (laughs) he was there, and he was probably the one giving the order, but he was, you know, hard to believe that he even thinks about that because he's he's gone. But then I said, well, they're actually trying to indict me because every one of these indictments is him, including Bragg. You know, Bragg put his, he put his top people, I don't know if you know this, he put his top person into the office of the Manhattan District Attorney. They've been in total coordination with Fannie Willis. Uh, the uh, woman that I never met that they accused me of rape, that's being run by a Democrat, uh, a Democrat operative, and paid for by the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, so many of these things, I have a couple of other lawsuits, all funded against me by the Democrat Party. These are sick people. These are evil people. Couple of interesting things. First of all, I'm glad Glenn Beck asked him the question, but he, he what I don't like is that he he uh, he gave the question to Trump in a combination form, and it allowed Trump to only answer the second part of the question. He needed to ask him first of all, "Do you regret not locking up Hillary?" First person who speaks loses. And unfortunately, the first person who spoke at that point was Glenn Beck, because then he went on to say, and who would you, and would you lock, and would you make that mistake again? Would you lock people up the second go round? So we never really got an answer to the question, did he regret not locking up Hillary? So um, that, and the reason why it's important to me is because I want Trump to feel the pressure of that. Now, we can't ensure that Trump being pressured on these uh, on these issues to make commitments is going to, you know, once somebody gets into office, you can't control really what they do. But he is somebody who has a history of honoring his commitments when he's when he's got something on the line. He said and he honored that when he was told, you know, we're not you know, we don't trust you as a conservative. How do we know? You're going to be a conservative. And he said, well, let me give you a list of names of Supreme Court justices. And 
uh, and, and I promise that if I, if I become president, I win the nomination, I become president, I'm going to nominate people from this list. That's what needs to happen again. People, people need to ask him in the interviews, you know, you had an opportunity to do some damage to the deep state and stop the weaponization. And quite frankly, it grew under your presidency. We understand why at the time you weren't prepared for it. Who would have been when you got into office? Because, you know, they had already, but, you know, they, they already had their insurance plan. However, um, you know, if you had fired Comey day one, if you had replaced Sessions when he recused himself, a lot of the damage, uh, you know, would have been mitigated. Do you agree to that? Will you stipulate that you should have fired those people? Zip it. Let him answer. And then you say to him, people have a concern as to whether or not you're going to be willing to fire people. What? How can you assure anybody the reason why you've lost support and has gone from 90-something percent down to 50 percent is for that reason? You need to make some commitments. And you you've, your job is to make some commitments to the people about who you're going to fire and what you're going to do related to this. Or you're not going to get the primary nomination. It's not going to happen. That's what he needs to be told, in my opinion. And I believe he'll honor it because I believe he wants it. If he's given an opportunity to, to, to get out of it, he likely will because what happened to him before is likely to happen to him again, which is it's going to be a shock and awe of him, a barrage of everything they can throw at him to stop his agenda. He needs to be asked for a list of names of people he's going to bring in to, who's going to be the attorney general, who's going to be the head of the Department of Education, who's going to be, a, you know, the head of the NSA, the head of the CIA. He needs to give us names. That's my suggestion there. Um, all right. So we have an announcement to make here on the Andrea K. Show. And we're going to make that announcement when we come back. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And when we come back, Skins and I have an announcement to share with you guys. So don't go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Got a big announcement to make for you guys. It is with very, very sad news that I got to tell you guys that DJ Potato Skins has decided to say hasta la vista to the AK show. DJ Potato Skins, anything you want to say? Yeah, it's not It's not honestly just to... I do so many different things here at the radio station, not just to the AK show, but God has been calling me uh, over the last several months. I've been tugging at my heart to throw my talents into a different arena outside of radio, in, taking everything that I know in the realm of communications and uh fighting the good fight elsewhere so that's what i'm going to be doing and uh i will be the last show i will be doing with andrea is next tuesday yeah so you know i i i've been debating on 
when to break the news and how to break the news. And it's been hard for me. So it's like, I couldn't really, you know, do anything sticky, you know, cause it's sad. You know, I'm sad that, that you're leaving skins, but on the same token, 24 years, 24 years at KCBQ. Yeah, that's, that's a I long mean, time. It, it seems just like yesterday, honestly. I remember when I first started, I mean, my kids were so young. I mean, now they're grown men, but they literally sat on the human resource manager's lap as I was signing the paperwork. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, 24 years is a long time. Very few people stay at a company, one company that long. Oh, well, you know, when I you mean, work for it, such a great organization like, Salem that makes such a difference. And I still believe in their mission statement to, to this yeah. day, you know, you, you want to spend a long time at a company like that. Yeah. And you know, the, the fact that you've been with the station for 24 years, uh, you know, is a testament to your work ethic. The fact that you're a good employee and a good team player and, uh, you come in every day and you do your job and you do it with excellence. I mean, companies don't keep people around for 24 years uh, otherwise, because over 24 years, the company has seen a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, if, if you know, as the company has ridden the ups and downs of the economy, um, you know, they they had choices to make and the choice was never to, you know, give you the boot out the door. So. Oh, yeah, they very easily could have if they wanted to. I mean, most companies, you know, especially in these times in which we live, happened back in 2008 as well. You know, they had to make some tough choices, some tough cuts. I very easily could have been one of those, but I've always yeah. had a work ethic that in my mind means that I can bring something to the table that is invaluable. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's what I brought Salem, yeah. including the AK show over the last 24 yeah. years. Yeah. And, you know, so we only have a few shows left and I didn't want to wait until like the last show to say, hey, tonight's the last show with DJ Skins, you know, so I didn't want to do that. So I mean, I wasn't really sure, you know, what, because it's not easy for me. It's not like I'm announcing, you know, hey, that you won the lottery. You know, it's not, it's not like the Oh, no, you would have known that almost instantaneously. (laughs) Um. But I want everybody to know. So if you guys want to call in, um, we've got a 24 hour hotline. If you want to call in and, and say thanks to skins, it's 844-814-5227. Uh, you can also email me at andreakshow.com. We've got the next few days to thank. Uh, Noah, by the way, many people don't even know what your real name is to thank producer Noah, aka DJ Potato Skins for his 24 years of, uh, of hard work. You know, I should tell you that I'm leaving just because, you know, you, you, you slapped me pretty hard with the Mark Hamill and uh, Ted Nugent debate, but that's not (laughs) why I'm really leaving. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, other lesser people might have been so insulted that they might have, they <laughs> might have right. quit for that reason, but, but not you. So, um, all right. So now that I got that behind me, cause I was dreading it, that was harder for me to talk about than Maui. Um, so anyway, of course, you know that I'm happy for skins and, you know, 24 years is a long time to be somewhere. Well, it just shows you also yeah. how good of, you know, good of friends we are, how well we work together. I remember talking to, uh, Diane up at the front desk and, uh, you asked what we were talking about and Diane said it and you're just like, it's good for him. It ain't good for me. <laughs> Okay, I had a selfish moment. I it's was okay. Thinking about it's okay. Myself I, I, I know why you don't want me to leave, and I would agree with you. <laughs> so, but of course, we'll stay friends. And, you know, oh, 100%. And, and the Lord's leading you in a different direction and good. And, and you, you know, know and, and in a culture that we, we always come back to the culture, Andrea, and I will say this it, it, the times in which we live, 
uh, when the Lord is calling you to go in a different direction to make a difference that can make a impact on the culture, uh, I consider that a great calling and one that I could not pass up. No, absolutely. And that's what we got to be doing as Christians. We can't be burying our heads in the sand. We can't be, you know, um, ignoring the bad news that's out there. You know, we've got to be patriots. And because this country was blessed and it was founded and based upon Judeo-Christian principles and beliefs. And that is to not be lazy. It's to not to sit back and not accept your role in society and go and do your part. And every one of us has a role to play. But as Christians, as, as we are going through this really dark season in our country. And we can either sit back and complain about it and cry about it. We can sit back and ignore it, or we can do something about it, whether it's through your work, whether it's through volunteerism, whether it's for running for office, whether it's through supporting somebody who is, giving campaign donations, being on social media and reposting. Yeah, sure. Everybody's called differently. What's up? I said everybody, as far as making a difference or, you know, know, fighting the good fight, everybody is called differently. Yeah, and but make it, sure, however you're called, that you answer that call. Exactly. I mean, the Lord gave us each of us different gifts, and there's and there's different there's different classes and different things that churches and and even online classes can put you through to help you figure out what your spiritual gifts are. But I think we kind of pretty much once we get to deep into adulthood, we kind of know what our abilities are, right? And quite frankly, it doesn't even matter what job you're at. We all have an opportunity to influence other people, whether we're working at a convenience store, whether we're a nurse whether we're a police officer or clergy. I mean, whatever, wherever we are. Can I share a quick story? Opportunity. What's that? Can I share a quick story? Sure. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes behind the scenes, you don't really know how much of an impact that you're making. You know, and I do various shows besides the AK show as well as my own show. And I had a lady that literally called up during your show, Andrea, probably a couple of weeks ago. She calls every so often and it warms my heart every time she does because she says, I just want you to know and I got to call in every, you know, every once in a while to let you know that on the AK show and every other show that you do, that you make a difference and that I listen to the programming of you and the radio station and it's invaluable to me and I share it with Aww. people and it makes a difference. So to keep doing what you're doing. So uh, to work on shows like this one, it's a real honor. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know what? It means a lot to us when we get feedback that we're doing a good job because Skins and I, when we come in every day, I mean, we're pouring our heart out there. We don't, we don't just come in and punch a clock and go, okay, I'm going to show a lot of work. Up, you know, we put in a lot of work and, and, and this literally is what we believe in. We're doing this because we believe in what we're doing and we hope that, that it matters to people out there. We hope that, that they, you know, we're not going to change our mission. We're not going to change our beliefs. Um, so when we get, you know, like the other day, somebody calling in all day long, screaming and yelling, um, you know, it's not going to change what we do. Um, but you know, so that's, that's not going to work, but we do hope that people appreciate what we do. And we know that we're not in the minority. We know that we're not the fringe. And we actually, those of us who believe like Skins and I do, we are really in the majority in this country. That's why we got to band together. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to reset. It's hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Financial Thought Doctor here. A crazy, shocking story out of New York City and more. So don't go away. Three 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.